Oh, Rory, don't <laughs> give me that face. <laughs> Welcome to episode 33 of the Humanist Agenda podcast. My name is Kenny. I'm Sherry. And I'm Rory. And here we are again. How's everyone doing in our uh, pandemic situation? Everyone surviving? Yeah, I'm doing good. That's a really loaded question because good has so many different levels to it. (laughs) You know, uh, when I think back... You know, things could have been worse. I feel like I'm still alive, and that's all that matters right now for me. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I, I seem to be doing okay in this uh, uh, COVID world. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I catch myself thinking that, too. I'll get up, and I'll just barely miss stubbing my toe or something. I'll be like, hey, I'm kind of lucky after all. Yeah, you I know, don't have yes, COVID yet, the so. world... Yeah, yes, the world could be falling apart around us right now, but, you know, I'm taking it one day at a time. I'm still isn't alive. It, and... Isn't it falling apart around us, though? Is everything um, fine? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, every time I turn on the news, it, it's things seem to not be great. So I, I've decided I'm just going to take a little bit of a break. Mm, that's tough. I Yeah, I can't seem to stop reading the news. That was actually one of my uh, COVID survival tips that I read in one of the articles that I flipped through in preparation for this is information is good. Staying up to date is good, but not too much information because it very quickly gets overwhelming. Yeah, I think it's important to take like mental breaks and just uh, learn as part of, you know, self-care, be able to like step away and also find good coping uh, activities to keep you occupied Mm -hmm. and always view this as an opportunity because you know this is your opportunity to uh, you know better yourself while you are spending a lot of time with yourself yeah what are you guys doing to cope chocolate (laughs) (laughs) eating into your supply (laughs) Yes. No, actually, I, I, I've been doing pretty well with actually like exercising every day. Like I've, good for I have you. a good routine and I'm like forcing myself to exercise. And I'm actually starting to feel like a lot better, like physically, because uh, I've been uh, tracking my uh, kind of my activity in, uh, since, you know, two years ago when I got my Apple Watch. So it has like a, a whole history. And it's really funny when I look at the trends suddenly in february march april everything just fell apart like my activity (laughs) level just dropped suddenly uh but now i'm actually back to my normal kind of activity level and uh i'm i'm feeling a lot better now (laughs) so i think it's good it's it's interesting that the data correlates with kind of how i'm feeling i'm I'm still getting fat so (laughs) we're not there yet (laughs) i'm super curious about uh what kinds of activities you're doing. The internet was kind enough to recommend Tai Chi and yoga, but what do you do to stay active? Yeah, so um, I actually uh, do various like cardio sessions, like indoors. Um, and I actually had to, I fortunately I was able to like get myself a, a stationary bike as well. So I've been like biking, I've been, um, you know, going outside for uh, walks um, as the te- as the weather gets better definitely going to be out there running 
Um, so I've, I've been kind of doing a lot of just lots of indoor type of uh, exercises and things that I, that I have to use my body weight for because I don't have any like heavy weights and I'm in my, you know, before the pandemic, I was uh, active with like weight training and things like that. But because there's no weights around me, <laughs> uh, I have to force myself to use like myself, my body weight to exercise. Um, I tried using my cat for a few days, but she <laughs> uh, she objected a lot. <laughs> I'm surprised you're still alive. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's only because I stopped using her as weights. <laughs> How's your cat doing? Is is she sick of you now? Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, uh, fake con- uh, fake article online where it had a. Uh, columns from the dog's perspective and from the cat's perspective and the cat is you know um providing uh commentary and you know we should everyone should go back to work just take the risk you know <laughs> this is, uh the economy is more important and you have the dog asking the question we should just do this forever <laughs> forget about the economy <laughs> Is your cat out at the protests at the the go back to work protests? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she would be part of that if she could. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? How are you guys coping? Well, I am uh, falling back into my old ways of playing lots and lots of video games. Distraction is a key to keeping your mind off of dwelling on anything negative like loneliness or isolation. Uh and as you know, still doing the essential work thing. So life really hasn't uh, gone down that whole isolation road for me at all. Still, you know, getting all my day-to-day interactions in the grocery store, which reminds me of a point I wanted to make. And that is, I worry somewhat that people are seeing grocery shopping activities as some kind of safe zone from any kind of distancing behaviors as opposed to it should be a hotbed of you know exercising your best practices but it's almost like here we are we're in this place where we have to we have to be we have a legitimate reason to be here therefore we can break all the rules i have found more uncomfortable lately in the grocery stores i think in the beginning Everyone was really nervous, and they were all kind of staying apart and wearing their masks. Now when I go out to the grocery store, people don't wear masks, and they stand really close to me, and I feel very uncomfortable. (laughs) Me too. I tend to try to avoid those people. Anytime I see someone without a mask, I'm like, nope, (laughs) I'm going, (laughs) I'm going to wait. And Mm -hmm. people, I'm assuming your grocery store, uh, Rory, has uh, like single lane aisles. Yeah, that nobody obeys. That no one <laughs> obeys. <laughs> it is since the beginning. Every once in a while, you'll see someone who's, uh, you know, taking up the moral crusade, and they'll be like, excuse me, there are arrows on the floor, and they'll make a big scene out of it, which is not really good either. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where the happy medium is between gently informing people you should be doing it this way and standing with your hands on your hips and demanding some kind of recompense for a wrong. Yeah. I only disobey the errors when there's no one in the aisle, but when there are people yeah. in the aisle, I, I strictly obey it. <laughs> I'm with you, Kenny. I disobey when there's nobody in the aisle. 
Yeah. Um, but like things. But sometimes it makes sense that. just for efficiency. I mean, like today yeah. I w- I was at the uh, the pharmacy early in the morning, so it was me and another customer only. Mm-hmm. So I I felt like I had the right to disobey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for that poor grocery store employee who had to spend hours taping down arrows onto the floor, <laughs> and now nobody looks at them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who that was in in my store's case, but their efforts have largely gone ignored, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the unsung they're cry- hero. <laughs> yeah, they're crying in a corner right now. <laughs> All that work wasted. Probably. That's why I haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's we'll continue to do our best. Our um at least in our city, uh fortunately rates are tapering down. Uh, mm-hmm. But not so much in some of the bigger cities where people seem to have um, totally ignored the uh, social distancing <laughs> recommendations. So. Mm. I've relaxed mine a little bit. So I've been to see mm-hmm. my in-laws. Um, oh, Rory, don't <laughs> give me that face. It, the thing is, like, our risk is very minimal because it's like, okay, we are only seeing each other. This is our bubble. Like, we're not going to... The only interactions we have outside of that is the grocery store. So we've been yeah. really careful. So I think that we're yeah. okay. I, I think I think those bubbles are fine. I, I was actually, like, yeah. thinking about uh, what happened in Toronto where... Uh, oh, at one park. of the parks where everyone mm-hmm. was crammed together. And I'm yeah. just like, well, this kind of just ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the park was crazy i looked at that picture and i was like no oh. way that can be like now that has to be pre-covid yeah i saw the news article on that mm, people yeah that's why yeah. toronto but, has two-thirds yeah of our cases exactly but i guess you know in our in this new normal um uh, we'll need to come up with different ways of kind of coping and I think maybe even different ways of greeting each other. And I think that's what we want to focus on today because uh, there's we're, we're so used to doing handshakes and uh, people that you know, hugs. Uh, I don't know if that's coming back anymore <laughs> for a while, <laughs> at least. I, I can't even imagine like if I go into a future business meeting, you know, maybe uh, several months from now if I'm ever going to handshake and like give someone a handshake ever again. Mm. So, so uh, I think there's a question of, you know, if the handshake disappears because of uh, COVID-19, what are the alternatives? What can we possibly use? To I'm definitely each not other? hugging anyone. That's one that I won't be doing for a long time. And the handshake, like I would only do if I had hand sanitizer. And, like, did it Mm -hmm. immediately afterwards. But even then, I would feel like I had to go wash my hands because hand sanitizer isn't perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to think up some new ways uh, to interact with people. Yeah. Actually, for me, I'm I'm not really a hugger. So I'm (laughs) actually really happy. (laughs) I know other people are, like, huggers, but it's just, like, hugging was never, like, a thing I really enjoyed. (laughs) And I, I felt like I was, like, forced into <laughs> hugging people <laughs> doing like the uh the voldemort hug in the last harry potter movie where he's hugging Draco. <laughs> i appreciate that reference 
I don't know that reference, so <laughs> oh, no. you'll you'll have to explain it to me. Have you, you should... ever watched Harry Potter? I've seen like the first one, and that's it. I am disappointed. Me too. You missed an amazing I... hug. You need to Google it or like YouTube it or something. Okay, what what am I googling? Hold on, Voldemort Harry Potter. Hug. Just Voldemort, Voldemort hug. <laughs> hug. Maybe Voldemort hugs Draco if you need a more specific yeah. thing. Okay, so I have uh, on YouTube right now. It says Show us Voldemort. your screen. We want to enjoy this moment with you. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is it. it? <laughs> so why why is he hugging? Wh- He's who are these characters? Draco into his fold, into his evil cult. <laughs> And everyone's like, that's an awkward hug. <laughs> Ooh, awkward. I'm picturing Kenny as Draco right now, just standing there like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that hug was very, oh, oh, is it just repeating? Or I think, wait. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm just like, is, is this in a movie where he just keeps hugging <laughs> the person? <laughs> Because it's very awkward. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't go on for this long. I like this edit better, though. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hugging is awful. <laughs> yes, hugging is out. What other greetings can we look to as alternatives to the now defunct hugging? Let's not give up the hug quite yet. Because there are some people who like the hug. So here is what I found. I was on Instagram one night and I was scrolling down and I think it was the BBC who originally do it did it and then I found something on CTV News called the Hug Glove. I don't know if you can bring this up, Kenny, uh, but if you're... We'll put it in the show notes so that you can look at it. It's literally someone purchased a plastic, probably shower curtain, plastic sheet and then they cut some holes out for armholes and they attached with like, I don't know, duct tape, some some tubes. So you go up to the sheet of plastic and you put your hands in the tubes and then you can embrace the person on the other side. <laughs> so it was originally meant for someone to hug their grandparent. Um, uh, this is what I'm looking at. <laughs> That's pretty much it. All you need to Google is hug glove or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So it was originally for a grandparent and a grandchild to hug. But yeah, it gives you the option of hugging someone through like... This is a big oversized condom. It is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big oversized condom for you and your grandma. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta be safe though. (laughs) Safety first. Trojans really hoping this idea takes off oh, and they can just my God. mass market it. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. People are happy. They're how... hugging they're hugging their grandparents. Yes. Through a condom. Through a condom. <laughs> how more innocent can you get? <laughs> yeah, the, the the video I, I'm showing, they seem pretty happy. So they... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're a hugging person this is an option for you. Set up a big plastic sheet in your yard and then you can just hug whoever you want. Have them drive by and then like come and hug you one at a time. 
<laughs> and then you gotta have disinfectant to kind of hose it down once they're done. And... I guess maybe it's only one plastic sheet per person. <laughs> <laughs> like a condom. <laughs> like a condom. <laughs> no reusing. Be, no reusing the hug sheet. So I think that's one option to our post-COVID interactions is mass-producing hug condoms. I've never wanted a vaccine so bad. Worse for me. I mean, like I, I don't like hugs anyways. But now, I'm literally just hugging a piece of plastic. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if if your goal is to touch human flesh in a hug, then this will not work for you. But if your goal is to embrace somebody, then it's it reaches its goal. Why can't you just use a stick and just like? Poke like that's pretty much the same thing. Just... Poke them? <laughs> is the same as embracing? Like, feel my embrace with a big, long, six-foot pole. I, I feel like we're losing the impact of the hug when it's just feel this pressure on your skin. That's directed from me, equivalent exactly. to a hug. Absolutely. But, like, we always have clothes in between us when we hug people, so it's fine. Like, clothes are our regular hug condoms, and now we're just making a bigger hug condom. A safer hug condom. A safer one. There, There is a new business here, I feel like. There's the hug... The, I know they, they call it the hug glove, but let's face it, it's, it's a hug condom. <laughs> I just wonder who is sitting around in their backyard and was like, I really want to hug my grandma, and I can't do that. So let's think of a way that I could possibly make this happen. And then they they hung a sheet of plastic and cut out holes and, and did the whole thing. Like, I just want to know, like, what their thought process was on this one. Wouldn't it just be easier to buy, a, like, a biohazard suit and then you can... <laughs> Like the person that way, maybe. Like why, why stick your hand into giant condoms <laughs> so that you can <laughs> hug a person? I don't know. Maybe it was too costly. Because at least maybe. this way, you're just buying a curtain, like a shower curtain, right? So yeah, yeah. Some shower okay. curtain and duct tape. That's all you need. That and I don't think the biohazard suit on its own is as protective as the biohazard suit plus the decontamination chamber where they spray you with all the germ-killing stuff, which is something most of us would not own. Well, just if you have like a bleach bottle, you can just stand there and someone can bleach you down. <laughs> just or we poke all holes like a shower. hazmat suit. Because then it's hazmat suit touching hazmat suit. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I think yeah. it's more effective if each person wore a hazmat suit. Then you can like embrace each other. Then when you're done, just like hose hose down, <laughs> and then exit your hazmat suit. That could be a business all on its own, hosing people down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New career opportunity. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> it might be better than working at a grocery store. All you're doing is hosing people. Maybe. <laughs> so what other ways can we greet each other other than hugging through a uh, body condom well i was thinking about this like legitimately like that was my like fun one whatever but like legitimately what's another way of greeting somebody without touching them 
Uh, and so I thought about my, so I spent a year in Korea teaching over there and what they do to, um, greet each other is to bow. They don't always like go all the way down. So sometimes it's just the head. Um, but like it, you know, it's the lower they go, the more respect they're trying to show to somebody. But I think it's a good way to keep your distance and sort of say, hello, um, I'm greeting you. Yeah. I found that when I came back to Canada, I kept doing it for a while because I was just used to doing it. So it wasn't much of a, a change. In yeah. And uh, so I also did a little bit of research around like bowing. I thought it was really interesting. De de depending on the degree of the bow, it definitely has other significance as well. So, you know, your, your standard greeting. Uh, I, I saw on a website basically uh, kind of talking about different bowing etiquette in Japan. But, you know, like 15 degrees is like your standard greeting bow. <laughs> 45 degree is your like respect bow, like for people that are of uh, higher stature than you or you're, you're like first uh, meeting someone of great importance. You have to like bow to a 45 degree. And then the 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 one that is greater than 40, anything greater than 45 degree is profound respect or regret. That is like, <laughs> you know, if, if, if things have gone horribly wrong and you need to, sh you know, show remorse, you got to go beyond 45 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> you got to so. get your nose to touch your feet for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You has got to go all the way down. <laughs> so. So if you're on your knees doing the full kowtow, would that be great respect or great regret, do you think? It, maybe it's both. I don't know. It, it could be uh, maybe uh, if it's someone of high importance, just your presence, you regret that you have to be in their presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think bowing is effective. Yeah, it's I nice. mean, it's a good way to say hi. It's a good greeting, and you don't have to touch anyone. And there's no expectation that maybe you'll touch someone. Because even with a handshake, it's like, do I give them a handshake? Do I not? It's like, there's always like that element of like, do I touch them? But with this one, no element of do I touch them. It's just, I'm going to bow to you. And that's no other, there's no other options of saying hello. Bowing, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And there's proper ways of bowing as well, especially in like Japan, where it's when when you're bowing, you have to keep your back straight. Like sometimes people maybe like curve their backs mm. as they bow. You gotta like keep your back straight. You gotta keep your hands on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, don't don't put your hands like on your butt. Don't put your hands at the front of you. Well, women <laughs> like... apparently, I don't know if it's the same in in Japan or in Japan as korea but like so men have their arms at their sides and women have their arms on their like the front the thighs oh really okay yeah. okay mm -hmm. but yeah there's there's uh standard ways of like bowing but it's it's uh you know you, you can't be sloppy about it let's put it that way you can't just you know be sloppy for your bows what do you think rory is it is it something you would do i I'm all for it. You can maintain that respectful two-meter distance, learn a new skill, how to properly bow. This sounds like a great activity for me to pursue. Also works on your core. Good for your core workout, just bowing. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not I'm seeing... Not exercising, maybe this isn't a great one for me. <laughs> but uh, So I also um, uh, found some uh, 
controversy with the bowing. Um, looking back at some old articles in the good old days, um, you know, when when we had a president, uh, President Obama, <laughs> who was in Japan. When we had an did, actual president? He No, li- listen, what Obama did was, it, I will quote in an article, treasonous and... And it was just awful. It was like the the greatest disrespect that Obama has ever done in the history of America. Worse, he, worse than the listen, tan suit. It is probably second only to the tan suit. <laughs> he bowed in front of the Japanese em- emperor while shaking his hands. Oh. <gasps> While shaking his hands, this is just unbelievable. This is just absolutely oh. horrible. I don't think I can back Obama anymore. This is really this, bad. This this has really brought my opinion of Obama really really low. This unbelievable, complete disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> so, assuming hypothetically that there's someone who doesn't understand the cultural significance of this. Perhaps we could shed some extra light on it. No, well, when when you're the etiquette of bowing, you're again, you're not supposed to touch anyone, right? You're supposed to just bow, and especially for the emperor, you bow. I'm assuming with the emperor, you do the forty-five degree bow. Oh yeah, you uh, go all the but, way to the floor. Yeah, but uh, but Obama did the forty-five degree bow and shook the hand at the same time, which is just just wrong. I mean, this is like. Uh, this is just the greatest controversy that has ever occurred in America. <laughs> ever. <laughs> biggest scandal. Yeah, biggest scandal. America will never recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> no other president will have as big of a scandal ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought, uh, I thought Obama couldn't be more awful and here he goes shaking the hand of the emperor and bowing what oh yeah so oh what a disgrace to the u.s they must feel so ashamed (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm i'm crying inside i'm crying inside i'm crying too oh Yeah. (laughs) I tried to watch. There's a new show out called Space Force, and I I watched it. Yeah, I tried to watch it, but I find myself crying inside. (laughs) It's it's pretty funny because I am crying inside when I watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I find it difficult because I'm crying inside. It doesn't lend itself to. I just can't deal with it. (laughs) It's because like the ridiculousness in the entire show. You're like. That could actually happen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it did happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it uh, kind of did. So Space Force is about uh, this uh, TV show on Netflix. It's with um, uh, Steve Carell as a general running Space Force. And Space Force is the new military branch of the uh, United States that um, uh, President Cheeto, Cheeto has uh, formed. And, um, yeah, I, what, and basically, 
uh, yesterday, um, like SpaceX launched their rocket to the International Space Station. And I have a friend who um, is a photographer uh, and did press photography there. And he unfortunately had to do press photography with uh, President Cheeto after oh. the launch. And uh, basically, his message in this momentous historic occasion uh, where we're sending an in- uh, astronauts to an international space station. His key message during the entire speech was he's planning on weaponizing space. I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> it's it's one of those like, oh, you're you're trying to create, you know, a nice international event, you know, collaboration for the betterment of humanity. And he's talking about how they're gonna be developing weapons for space. Fantastic. Yeah. Sorry for that tangent. I was just reminded yeah. of how I was crying inside recently. Yeah. What other uh, greetings can you use that won't make you cry inside? <laughs> <laughs> I found a good one. Okay. This one is sticking out your tongue. So oh. this one is a Tibet greeting. So what happened was in the ninth, in the ninth century, there was this Tibetan king And he was really cruel and bad, and he had a black tongue. And so Buddhists believe in reincarnation, uh, so they feared that this king would be reincarnated. So they decided to greet each other by sticking out their tongue to show that they don't have a black tongue. Um, And that they're not, you know, going to be evil or, or do anything evil against you. So now when Tibetans meet... Uh, they will stick out their tongue to greet you. They don't like stick it out really far, stick it out for a long time. It's just probably like a really quick, like stick out your tongue kind of thing. And they don't do it in groups either. So it's just like a one-on-one greeting. Yeah. Oh, and they okay. also do it to show agreement or hmm. respect. So like if I agreed with you, I just stick out my tongue at you. Are there any variations in the... As we're all sticking our tongue, <laughs> tongues now. In, in the tongue signals, are there any different shapes you can make to symbolize different things? Or do we not go down that road? Shapes? How would you make a shape with your tongue? You can, oh, okay. You can, like, yeah. you can curve it. Right? Yeah. See, look at you. How can you make a shape and then you do like three right in a row? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being disgusting with my tongue. I don't like this. <laughs> I I actually am not a, in favor of this greeting as much. I don't want to see people's tongues, and I don't want to show people my tongue. I think it's all maybe a little gross. Um, yeah, but it's an option. <laughs> but no, there's no variations on tongues. You can't just like curl your tongue, and that means something different. I don't know in a post COVID world if we should have a code in our tongue. I think I'd rather just have like I'm sticking my tongue out at you, and that's that. That just means hello. I think you're right. Keep it simple. Yeah. But then I can see people start to abuse the the tongue. Like just, again, going to different shapes and set, creating a new language around tongues. Like, I don't know, uh, a, a circular shape is, I don't know, F-U. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, everything that was good kind of gets warped into into other interpretations i think at some point in its lifetime yeah in uh kind of in the same region um 
near Tibet. You know, in India, uh, Namaste is usually often said for a greeting, and you might often kind of you know press your hands together for it. Um, and again, that's a potential no touch uh, type of option as well for people. Um, the only thing I'm uncomfortable with the uh, uh, Namaste kind of option is it's been co-opted by like the yoga and the wellness mm-hmm. industry. <laughs> and, uh, and in my little research on, you know, I mean, Namaste is just, it's just a Hindu way of greeting, right? It's, it's literally just, you know, a hello, um, especially in a very formal setting, uh, especially, you know, maybe with someone that you don't know or someone elder, like it's a pretty formal way of kind of saying hello, but the yoga and health wellness industry has kind of co-opted it. <laughs> and as part of, you know, after you finish a yoga routine, you might, you know, say namaste. And then what's even worse is when you look up on various yoga websites on how to define namaste, even though namaste is literally just, you know, hello, uh, like a hello greeting. They describe it as, I will quote, the gesture namaste represents the belief that there is a divine spark within each of us that is located in our heart chakra. <laughs> well, that's what does that was, even mean? <laughs> that's how it was defined to me. Was like when you say, and it was through a yoga studio. It's that when you say Namaste, it's like saying from the goddess in me to the goddess in you. So from all of the good things in me to the good things in you. Yeah, like a but greeting. it's almost like equivalent to let's all do yoga and hello. <laughs> Like, <laughs> hello. That's true. That's true. And, and when I say hello, my divine spark within myself will, I don't know, affect my heart chakra. I don't know what that means. <laughs> What's a heart chakra? <laughs> or the other, I, I, found chakra? An, I found another uh, definition here on another website. Uh, the nam- saying namaste, which is literally hello. Uh, brings about the essence of oneness and an understanding of the true nature reality. <laughs> so anytime you say hello, you can essentially be, be one with yourself and understand the, re- understand the truth about reality. <laughs> That's a pretty deep hello. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so anyways, I, I, I'm, I, I feel like I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to use namaste because all I've, would think about is how the yoga industry has co-opted this word. That's fair. Um, in Malaysia, they put their hand on their heart. Um, so there's no contact between men and like, it's kind of frowned upon to have contact between men and women. Uh, so um, the man will always wait for the woman to decide if she's going to handshake or put her hand on her heart. And so if you put your hand on your heart, it's like, it's a greeting and the other person has to do the same thing. Hmm. So it's kind of saying like, um, like I greet you from my heart and it's usually with like strangers and stuff like that. That's how you greet them. I like that. That one is, it feels sincere almost like you're like with true feeling. (laughs) (laughs) What if you don't like somebody (laughs) with true oneness and a greater sense of reality? (laughs) Oh, Kenny. But what if you don't like somebody and then you're like, oh, I'm greeting you from my heart, but I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you narrow your eyes like you just did? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could like do an alternative. I don't know. Um, 
Put your middle finger on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> There's always creative ways to exercise the bird. But I mean, greetings are you're supposed to try to be neutral, right? When you do handshakes, I mean, you know, you might handshake, give someone a handshake that you might not particularly like, but you just do it because it's expected, I guess. So. Yeah, I, were handshakes super normal and regular in you two's experience? Pre-COVID? During business stuff, yeah. I would always shake the hand of, like, a principal when I'm going to meet them. Or, um, like, whenever I go into interviews, I always shake hands. Hmm. Yeah, same here. I mean, in the business world, is just, you know, if I go to any business event, I would shake a lot of hands. And, again, like, in a post-COVID-19 world, I just feel like I, I probably need to, like, dip my hand in bleach after mm. if, if handshakes still survive. Mm-hmm. I think that, to be totally honest, I think that what's going to happen is we're all just going to stand there awkwardly and just, like, acknowledge each other, but, like, hi, I can't shake your hand, but I'm going to say hello. <laughs> but that's we'll why we need to be, that's why we need to be leaders and we have to, like, pick one that will work for everyone. So uh, there's another greeting that we didn't talk about and I think it's like a, it's probably one of the best greetings out there because it's not really like tied in with any significant uh, human culture. It's actually an alien greeting. So I'm sure you guys maybe know about Star Trek and the Vulcan. Oh yeah, uh, the Vulcan salute. So uh, because it's it's not a human <laughs> uh, a salute. I I, I think it's. Uh, uh, it could be accepted by everyone. So it's, you know, in Star Trek, um, Leonard Nimoy, who plays Spock in Star Trek, uh, popular, popularized the uh, the Vulcan greeting, uh, where you kind of raise your hand with your palm forward, your thumb extended, and your uh, middle and ring fingers are spread apart. So uh, usually the saying that goes along with this greeting is, you know, live long and prosper. Uh, maybe we can ignore that if you don't really like the person. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a kind of um, a greeting that was made up by uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, because it, he, when he was thinking about the TV show and he had to, uh, in one of the episodes where he was uh, with p- uh, others from his species, he was thinking, you know, human beings shook hands and maybe gave hugs and he... In his mind, you know, different cultures and, you know, potentially different alien races would have different types of greetings that may not be handshakes and things like that. So he actually took inspiration of uh, this hand um, uh, kind of uh, hand signal uh, based on uh, something he saw uh, from a Hebrew blessing. um, And he kind of used that inspiration to kind of create this a greeting for the uh, Vulcan race. So, um, so I think you know. I think this is the, this Vulcan salute is a very appropriate hello going forward. I think we need more action. I have one more from you for you. This one's okay. my favorite one because I believe that we can co-opt it and make it pretty awesome. Okay. okay. So in Mozambique or Zimbabwe, they clap their hands. So, like, it's just, they just do two, two claps. Um, 
And then they say, like, how are you? And that's, like, their tradition. And then the person will respond with a couple claps. But, like, wouldn't it be nice to be getting a round of applause every time you met somebody? <laughs> like, hey! <laughs> that so was, I, uh, that's my, it's my um, favorite. I, I expect then, when I walk into the grocery store, Rory, you'll be giving me an applause. <laughs> I guess I have to. the premise. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, we would have to greet him with applause. Wouldn't you love applause, Rory? I think I would, you know, be darting around looking bewildered for a moment until I remembered this conversation. And then I would be, ah, yes. And I would begin <laughs> applauding right back to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to greet you like that now, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely needs to be a limit. Like, you know, you said two claps, right? Because I feel like if it's am- ambiguous, like, you could be standing there forever, just clapping at each other. <laughs> no, but that maybe that's you know how all these cultures have you show more respect by somebody to ah, somebody by bowing yes. lower. Like maybe the longer you have your applause line, okay, the more respect so, you're showing. <laughs> okay, so two claps for your standard greeting. What about you know the uh, uh, respect greeting, like uh, you know someone of higher stature? If uh, uh, if you met Obama. So. Five minutes of clapping. <laughs> five, mi- five minutes. <laughs> that to me sounds like the the profound respect. That's what you would give to the emperor. <laughs> See, I'm actually taking this in the opposite direction. In my mind, I'm picturing you know as a service worker in the grocery store, some customer angrily staring at me, and they just keep applauding until I turn around. <laughs> At least they're not touching you. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It could be worse. That's, you, you don't want them touching you. So, yeah, I, I think standard greeting, two claps. I think, okay, res- respect greeting, five claps. Sure. What about the profound... delay between the claps? Like, how long do you pause between clapping your hands together? Oh, that's true. Is it? Is it? consider rude if you go too fast like if you just did a that yeah that's what i'm wondering that's 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 like disrespect (laughs) (laughs) they have certain ways that they clap like like women have to clap like like that and then men clap like this i think like so uh clap uh uh, for because we're i know we're on audio (laughs) (laughs) so you 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 Turn your hands in what almost like a forty-five degree angle. Yeah, is, like it's that... angled. Yeah, and then men, I think, are straight on, but like they they curve their palms so that you have that air to make the so noise. So it's like a little bit more muffled, like almost like cupping. I guess I don't know. I didn't look up a YouTube video. I just read about it, okay. so I'm not quite okay. sure. Yeah, I, these are very important rules that we have to like set into place. So. But I don't want to have gender rules in our new clapping society. <laughs> oh no, no, society. not gender rules, but like in, like the number of claps, the speed. Because I, mm-hmm. I can imagine like someone could interpret like a double fast clap as like a diss, like you know. Yeah. Well, it's oh, the clap you give. Not when worth you're a long fight. clap, eh? Exactly. <laughs> not worth the time to even clap. <laughs> But it's the clap you give when you're a when you're in a hurry, right? It's like, okay, hi, I gotta do this and this. So now, now we've greeted. You're not helping the case. It just sounds even more dismissive when you say it that way. <laughs> well, why would you clap like that when you're just regularly uh, greeting someone? I, I can I can see Rory now just 
quick double clap. I'm essential yeah. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, these see so many rules you got, we got to define for like the new normal here. So, mm. I, so I, I think double clap for standard greeting, five claps for respect, and then profound respect. That's like I don't know a. a Full ten claps, like full applause. <laughs> so okay, okay. So we've decided. Okay, that's our clapping structure. Which is the best greeting? Should we have a vote? Hmm. Which one I'm, do you like the most, Rory? You. I'm you still a fan of the tongue. Tongue, tongue? signaling. Yes, I, I like the tongue. <laughs> it's gross. What if you ate something gross, or like I don't know. When you eat candies and stuff, like sometimes your tongue changes color, so you're gonna stick out like a green. What tongue. if you, what if you ate like black licorice and now you have a black tongue? Now, the, but it's now quiet. They're gonna avoid you. Turns out you're the bad king. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just I don't think I could get behind just the incessant clapping happening everywhere I go. I think that would get really <laughs> aggravating really quickly. <laughs> yeah. I also think th- tongues are gross. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, I don't want to look at it. We, I, I still like, I like the hand on the heart. I think that's a good one. That is a good one. I, I admit. think so too. I changed my, my, my vote. If, out, of, out of all the options we talked about, I like the hand on the heart. Me the too. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's it slipped my mind for a moment. But yeah, forget the tongue. The tongue's no good. <laughs> hand on the heart all the way. Yeah. It's neutral. There's no. Um, you know, it's not like you, there's uh, uh, any type of like, you know, one for standard greeting, one for respect, and one for, it's just hand and heart. That's it. Simple. Perfect. Simple. Settled. People can do it. I think a lot of people can't even do the Vulcan greeting, so that one might be mm. difficult for people that can't stretch their fingers. But every most people that. can put hand on heart. I never understood how you can't like stretch your fingers. Some people can't. Like some people can't. Like, oh, like fingers this way. Yeah, I heard that one's supposed to be hard for some people, doing the two middle fingers together and then the outer ones spread out. Great audio. <laughs> I know. Just I dead right. air Playing for our audience. <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking at our hands. Like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. West side, east side. <laughs> I have to say something. This has been weighing on my mind since our conversation first began about the risk reduction strategy that you two are considering about meeting in small groups. And I'm going to reference a, an article from U of T that I just read in preparation for this that said, you might be thinking, is it okay to only take small risks, such as visiting my parents for the Easter holiday if we're all symptom free? But the answer, sadly, is no. So in lieu of that, you know, I know that we've been talking mostly about greetings and, you know, probably chance meetings of people in public spaces that none of us can avoid going to, like grocery stores. I think it's probably far safer for the most part to stick to virtual meetups or texting or calling or all those technology related things that we have at our disposal. I don't mean to be too confrontational with this though. <laughs> so why would you why are you saying that? Because like okay. Let's take my situation. So I'm visiting with my in-laws 
they only go to the grocery store. We only go to the grocery store. So our, our contact with the outside world is very limited. So we think, but you have to keep in mind that this virus is transferred through respiratory droplets. And I don't feel confident in my ability to have a full accounting of every space that I've occupied, every object that I've touched, anywhere I've gone, or the history of touching that's happened with that object where I've gone. You know, it's... I maybe think it's my- just a little bit about, I mean, this is really a conversation around, like, risk mitigation and uh, kind of the amount of risk we're all willing to take. I mean, ultimately, um, the your greatest probability of not getting it is obviously you just never leave your, your place, right? Uh, and then a little bit more risk is you going to the grocery store once a week, something mm-hmm. like that. And then more risk is actually going uh, to, the, to the grocery store twice a week, for example. And, and an even greater risk would be uh, uh, twice a week to grocery store plus seeing uh, someone, like another family member. So you're the your risk profile continues to increase as you do more and more things outside of your uh, dwelling. Right, right. And we're not talking about, like, I'm not saying I'm going to the park and uh, in Toronto and, and, like, whatever all those crazy people did. But, like, it, you, it is a risk. Like, yeah, like Kenny says, like, obviously, if I were to say, like, I want no risk then I'm not going to go to the grocery store. I'm not going to see anyone. That's it. But like for me, the risk, um, I guess the risk reward analysis is that they don't, I know that they're not going to see anybody. They don't know anyone in London. They're not doing anything that I don't know about. They're not even golfing right now. So yeah. Their risk but, is... I, but I think it's one of those like you you are accepting a certain level of risk because you mm-hmm. you know that there is a higher chance by you visiting your family member that uh you you could contract it or you could pass it on to them like it, it's just you just don't know right because uh, unless you both have had a covid test like antibody test today right now mm-hmm. you just the this risk is not zero let's put it that way and and i, I think a, a lot of people are starting to get to that place now where um people are willing to now take a little bit more risk um is that a good thing know. though if people are getting more comfortable yeah. and thinking that hey i'm gonna take this risk reduced approach as opposed to a full quarantine yeah. zero risk. Yeah, I don't know how to what the right answer is in that case because what I think we have to think back why did we shut everything down initially? Initially we shut everything down uh it felt like really for like two reasons. The first reason was um we didn't want our ICUs to be uh compromised like right. a hit over capacity. And the other reason was our elderly were at a high risk uh, population that would uh, where there was significantly more fatalities uh, for elderly people. So right now, uh, as we kind of look at uh, what's happening in you know in Canada, for example, um, our ICUs are actually getting better. Like our capacity hasn't hit 
its max capacity. I, I looked at uh, London's uh, cases today, and our ICU cases have dropped significantly, uh, where we have a lot of capacity in the ICU. Um, so I, it's a, I think there's a question of, do we then open up the economy a little bit, give people a little bit more freedom because we have capacity? Um, it doesn't quite answer the question about <laughs> protecting the elderly, unless, uh, again, you know, uh, as long as they maybe completely isolate, you know, uh, nursing homes and things like that. So, it, it, yeah, I don't know what the right answer is because uh, ultimately, you know, if you kept everyone just stayed isolated for a period of time, in theory, you could actually uh, get the cases down to zero, but it will be an enormous price, right, from a, mm -hmm. uh, from a economic standpoint, from a social standpoint. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just don't think it's realistic to say, like, like, how much longer are we going to completely isolate from everything? Like, we have to start to open back up again. Like, we've seen we're on the downward trend, and, like, I know that some places have opened up things too quickly, like Quebec, and they're getting their second little spike there. But like, if we're careful and if we're taking those mitigated risks and, and risks that are still very minimal, I think, um, then we can slowly start to adopt these, these extra measures, like having, you know, going to see your parents and your parents seeing you, and that's, that's your little bubble and, and you stay in that bubble. And you both agree that you're in that bubble. Because I've heard of, like, other provinces saying, like, okay, you're going to extend your bubble to one other family. They have to agree that they're your bubble and that you don't go outside of that. Well, that's interesting. So it's almost like a contract between two families to say, okay, we're in this together now. And that's just how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, like, countries have been successfully doing this. I mean... Um, Australia, the cases are down significantly. Uh, British Columbia is down significantly as well. It's, it's, there's just like certain, at least in Canada, there's definitely like just really Ontario and Quebec that are just the worst. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not able to really get that curve down. Um, so I mean, my recommendation, Sherry, is actually, you know, if you want to be perfectly safe, body condom. It was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> actually we don't hug we don't hug when we go over there we don't have oh, okay. physical contact we just because yeah, i was going to say if you did <laughs> make a body condom please send a photo yes please <laughs> film the experience i want to enjoy this too <laughs> i do not have that much time on my hands i'm working from home this is no time for me it's an arts and craft project yeah <laughs> First oh, I thing, am good at arts and crafts. You're kind of talking me into it now. Buy out the whole grocery store supply of Ziploc bags. This is how it starts. <laughs> now everyone's going to be hoarding the Ziplocs. <laughs> this is my fault. I've done this to us. Mm -hmm. But as you. long as they're using them to build, you know, wall-sized body condoms, I think I'll be okay with it. <laughs> You'll have to give people recommendations. This is the right plastic to use. <laughs> this one is a very heavy-duty plastic. Are you going to be hugging a lot? Are you only hugging a little? This is a very minimal plastic. It's a little bit cheaper. Actually, couldn't you just, like, saran wrap your entire body? Like, 
God forbid you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the land laughing yourself. What do you want? Do you want to get corona or do you want to just pee in your pants? These are the sacrifices guys, we have to you guys make. You make sacrifices. Exactly. Yeah, so I think I think these risks are okay. What do you think, Rory? I I think, and I did not mean this in any kind of personal way. I feel like you are the diligent sort who could probably get away with taking more risks just because you're better at managing contact and things like that. And it's on your mind. I just, I really don't want to see a second wave of COVID that shuts everything back down and rolls back all the progress that we have made. And maybe I'm being too cautious about it. Maybe it is time to start working our way back towards normal. I don't it's know. scary. Like, you worry about it being a slippery slope of, like, I mean, I have kids in my classes all the time that if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile, right? So if you say you can bubble with another family, then they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to bubble this person and this person and this person. And Yeah, and all just... of a sudden their bubble has their whole neighborhood and all the friends they used to hang out with and they're just doing what they always used to do. Yeah, and then it's counterproductive, right? Yeah, and 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 that's the thing as well. Like you worry about opening things up, and then the people in Toronto go to the same park at the same time, and mm-hmm. nobody's social distance. And random strangers come up and kiss random strangers. Ew! <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah. Did you not? I thought that was the video you were referencing. Of in the park in Toronto, there was a girl giving an interview because oh, they yes, had that there was. massive gathering and a boy just came up randomly and kissed her just as like a a flamboyant look at me. I I don't have to obey the rules type of gesture. And yeah, that was circulating Facebook among my friends of look at these people who are just so horribly disregarding any kind of safety protocols. That deserves only a one clap. Yeah. (laughs) One harsh smacking clap. Yeah, that is gross. I feel like we're always going to have those people. So, like, there's no real answer for them. It's true. And it's not like advising prudence is going to make any difference. They're still going to storm their local MPs armed if it's the United States we're talking about, demanding a return to normal, as though they can just will the virus away. Like, we've had enough. It's it's time for us to take a stand and just start living our lives normally again. And I I can't wrap my head around that mentality. My aunt was talking about going to one of those protests. Oh, no. That's the family I have. <laughs> uh, groan. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason. No reason to be going out there protesting the stay-at-home orders. What are you going to accomplish? Other than catching coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> possibly passing it on to a vulnerable person and... I still don't feel super confident that even young, healthy adults are completely safe from this either. Yeah, young people are not 100% safe. There's still a percentage that can potentially die from coronavirus. Yeah, I read a a bio of somebody who, you know, they were describing their experience, you know, living with corona and the types of things they were saying, you know, People have this belief that it's like the common cold. You catch it and it's horrible for a week, but then you get over it and you're okay. And she's like, no, it. I'm lethargic at all times. and It flares up in 
two or three week cycles and it just stays with her. I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea that it was like that. I don't want this or I don't want anyone I love to have this. Got to just still do our best trying to... Be safe. Stay safe. safe. Yes. Stay safe. Hand to heart for greetings. I feel like such a downer. You guys are laughing and having such a good time. And I'm like, hey, back to reality. This thing sucks. <laughs> what, what, okay, else, but... what are some ways then that we can, like, once we come out of our little shells and get back into... Because eventually, like soon, we're going to be reopening a lot more stuff, right? Like more mm-hmm. stores, more businesses, things like that. How can we get together with people safely? Boy, that is the question. Do you have any answers, Rory? I thought maybe this is what you looked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, most of the material I looked up was actually about finding alternatives to in-person meetings. That There didn't seem to be any kind of you know, sneaky way to get around or to guarantee that you won't be putting yourself at any risk when you go and meet up with someone. That's why we got to stick with Zoom meetings and pretty you know, much these, uh, electronic methods. They did have some cool suggestions that I hadn't thought of, like online book clubs or online movie nights, which sound like they could be fun and I hadn't really considered them before, or online board games. I hear there's websites you can go to that uh, that allow you to play like co-op board games with your friends. In terms of games, I, from my experience playing them, I would actually recommend during times like this to stick to more cooperative games than competitive ones. I don't know. Sometimes when I get finished playing a competitive game and it doesn't go my way, I kind of crave contact of a different sort when I'm finished. So it's you know kind of like not quenching your thirst it's leaving you still thirsty when you leave that kind of interaction mm-hmm. but building something together working towards an objective together i think that's a good way of going about it always the pacifist <laughs> you I know suppose. me i just want to kill a lot i to be the only one standing <laughs> when sherry stands atop the mountain with a hundred corpses beneath her then the game has been played well <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I I I agree with you though. Sometimes I I prefer the the co-op games cuz you feel like you're I don't know, building bonds with people and things like that. And at this point in time, I think all we need is just like calm stuff, working together, happy, non-competitive. I agree with you. A reminder that we're in it together and we should be looking out for one another is the best type virtues to be reinforcing. Give people a sense of community since we're so isolated right now. I do miss my board game nights and my video game nights. Me too, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially with so many cool games coming out and I just want to share them with people. And I hope that we'll get back to that at some point. And, Mm -hmm. you know. Give it a couple years. Well, we always have to just remind ourselves this is not forever. Mm-hmm. It just might be longer than you expect, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not forever. It's hard because you're like, I don't know when this is going to end. You just don't know a timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So all you can think about time. is what you want because you're like, oh, I can't have it. And I don't know how long yeah. I can't have it. I get a sense that people are also definitely starting to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> to be, uh, to put it mildly. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm on my condo board and um, I am getting significant amount of different like complaints from like neighbors complaining about other neighbors. And oh no! Requesting the board to like intervene because this person's doing you know X Y Z, and I'm just like, "Yep, people are starting to lose it because I'm just like, all of these like petty little issues seem really petty and minor. It's one of those like, there's a pandemic going on. Why does this even matter? And <laughs> do you regret being on the board now? I I regret it being on the board. The moment I join, <laughs> <laughs> but I also know I don't know if I can trust anyone else to be on the board. <laughs> there you go. Take the responsibility, Kenny. To no better I'm hands. Res- I'm taking the responsibility only because I just feel like I can be the adult in the room <laughs> because I don't think other people are going to be able to <laughs> be very um, rational and. The parallels to the Trump White House are quite stark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like I'm in the White House. <laughs> but anyways, we talked about greetings. We have some options. I think we got to start promoting it. A fierce online social media campaign. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag so. hand over your heart. I like it. Yep. I'm going to help it trend. And <laughs> I need I'm gonna... a better hashtag. I'm not good at the social promotion. Hashtag hand on heart. And I'm going to start doing it because when people ask me why I'm doing it, then I can explain it and spread it. We're going to make this a social contagion. It's going to spread far and wide that way, just like the virus. Only good things. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to get that Karen that shows up and just complains. Karen. <laughs> Is Karen going to say Joe didn't do it, or what's Karen's complaint going to be? Karen's going to call the police. Oh, no. (laughs) No, first, Karen is going to ask to speak to a manager. Oh, yeah. That's That's the first step. (laughs) It's my new favorite uh, Instagram account right now. It's, um, um, oh, it's called uh, Karen Going Wild, and it's uh, just videos of Karen's... (laughs) complaining about various things all the characters of the world parallel account called kevin's going wild and these are all the kevin's that are going crazy <laughs> is kevin the new white man name yeah Ke- kevin is the white the the care the male karen kevin is the male <laughs> karen the kevin's tend to be much more louder and potentially more violent mm. but you know that's predictably but, yeah but the karen's are very loud and annoying. <laughs> annoying yeah. My my favorite I saw recent uh today is uh, there was a Karen uh at a drive through, but the drive through building's on fire and she's yelling into the drive through that she wants her refund while the building's <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Just pure unbridled self interest. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care that the building's on fire. I want my refund. (laughs) Oh, Karen. 
So I feel bad for anyone that's named Karen and Kevin. But yeah, sorry, but it's just, it's just just the way it is. Just the way the dice landed. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I will not be naming my child Karen or Kevin. That's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think we can wrap up. Thanks for a good conversation, and we talked about some options, and I think we'll spread uh, hand on heart. And yeah, we'll continue to do our best to. It almost feels patriotic when I do this. Should I be bit. singing Oh Canada? <laughs> You're speaking from the heart when you do it. Stay safe, everyone. Bless <laughs> this country <laughs> and its glory. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. That was beautiful. Okay. Okay. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, this reference uh, took a turn. This is no longer funny while we wait for you to look for <laughs> I know. This is... But I am saddened that you haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, they're kind of must-see at this point. An essential cultural reference from which people can draw jokes from. Yeah, and reference on podcasts. <laughs>